Shalom Abrachi Reptivo Mizdaf Kuf Vod. Today's Daf discussing tricking someone into Chalitza, a forced get versus a forced Chalitza, recognizing, knowing who the participants are of the Chalitza and a get. Then we have a new Mishnah, the last Mishnah of our parak, of the 12th parak of Yavamas, that discusses the procedure of Chalitza, the order of the Psukim that need to be said, and the parak finishes discussing where she needs to spit. We begin with a mimer, a gemara in Ksubas and Ayn Dalit, that tells us that a mistaken chalitza is kosher. Now, what is a mistaken chalitza? So we have two opinions. Rish Lakar says, this is where you mamash lie to the guy and say, if you do chalitza, you'll be married to her. It's still kosher. B'yechonan says, really? We need them both to have kavona. They don't have, he is not having kavona for chalitza here. Elamai, Rabbi Yechonan says, it's a mistaken chalitza is where we tell him, do chalitza with her, and I'll give you 200 zuz. We have a price that says that this is what a mistaken chalitza is. There's a story that a woman came, she was destined to do yibam with a particular brother, and it was not proper for her. So they told him, do chalitza and we'll give you uh, 200 zuz to avoid them doing yibam. And when they asked Rebchia, is this a valid chalitza, even though the only reason he was doing it was for money, which, by the way, they weren't even going to give him, we're going to see, it's still a kosher chalitza. There was someone who came to Rebchia by Rabba, and they told her, why don't you do yibam? Her mother said, you know, it's much better for her not to do yibam, because, he says, why, is there something wrong with the, with the guy? And she said, the mother said, yeah, he's only, he only wants her money. So he turned to the girl, and he said, do you want to do this yibam? And she said, no. He said, okay, perfect. He turns to the man and says, hey, if you do chalitza, he'll be married to her. So he does chalitza, and then he says, okay, nice. Uh, you did chalitza, now she's puzzled to you. Might as well do a chalitza lishma, so that she'll be able to marry other people. He tricked him to do chalitza. The daughter of the mother-in-law of Rapapa fell to Yibam to a man who was not hogun for her. So they went to Abaye. And Abaye said, okay, do chalitza with her and that way you'll be married. And Rapapa told Abaye, wait, don't you hold like Rabbi Yochanan? They both need to have kavana. So Abaye says, what am I supposed to say? Rapapa says, tell him that you'll give him 200 zuz for doing chalitza. Then afterwards, when he comes to collect it, I'll say, oh, I was just making a joke. It was an exaggeration. I'm actually giving you 200 zuz. They have a brisa that says if someone is running out of prison and during his jailbreak, there is a ferry that can take him overseas to free him, he can tell the guy, I'll give you a ton of money if you get me across. And by the time he gets across, the Allah is he only needs to pay him the fear of the ferry. You see, that one is a lot of exaggerate, but, you know, over here to get out of a an inappropriate yibum. He can promise money that he won't be giving. Abaya tells her, Papa, oh, that's brilliant. Is he, where's your father? He says, he's in town. Where's your mother? She's in town. Abaya rested his eyes, whatever this means, and his parents died. He saw that he was so brilliant because of his parents. We should have explained that obviously he wasn't trying to kill his parents. Next, the Gemara learns that a chalitza that was a trick is kosher, but a get that was a trick would be puzzle. However, chalitza, which was forced is puzzle, a get which is forced is kosher. Now, what is this case of a forced get that's kosher, a forced chalitza that's puzzle? If you force him to the point where he agrees, then it's kosher everywhere, even by chalitza. Rather, what it's saying is, a mistaken chalitza is always kosher. A mistaken get is always puzzle. A chalitza and a get that is forced, sometimes it's kosher, sometimes it's puzzle. When he says right sign, it's kosher, otherwise it's not. 
If in a Bresa, the, the Bresa brings a Pasuk of Yaakov Oisoi, which teaches that we force him to bring the Korban that he's chayev to bring until he says, Roitza'ani, Liritzoinoi. So too, by Gitin, we force him until he says he wants to give her a get. Deep inside, he really does. Next, Rav Omar Rav Omar Rav Huna says that we can't run the procedure of a Chalitza even if we don't know who this man and woman are. And we're able to do Miyun even though we don't know who this husband and Ketano is. He ta- and now, Rav takes it a step further. From his Rabbeim, he says that, therefore, we cannot write a get or do a Chalitza unless we know who they are. And we can't write a get Miyun unless we know who they are because maybe... Bezdin made a mistake. They don't know who the individuals in the case really are. Rava himself disagrees, and he says that you can't do chalitza or miyun unless you know who the couple is. But therefore, you can write a get or do chalitza even if you don't know who they are. And you can write a get miyun even though you don't know who the participants are because we're not concerned that Bezdin made a mistake. We can rely on the aid. Now we have a new mission that tells us the mitzvah of Chalitza is as follows. He comes with, the, with his Yivama to Bezdin. And they give him good advice. Why would you want to marry this girl? She's not for you. Based on the Pasuk, Then she says, He says, And this all has to be said in Lashon HaKodesh. She goes to him in front of the Zekenim, takes off his shoe, Spits in front of him, a spit that the Deorim can't see. Then she says, And that's the end of the Pesukim. However, Rav Horkinus was once doing a Chalitza and Kva'itim, and he finished the whole parsha. So they made a Chazaka. They said that you should finish the whole parsha. Don't stop by these Pesukim. Now the, the Pesuk says, And the Tanakhama says that the Mitzvah is on the Dayonim, but not on the Talmidim. However, Rav Yehuda says that the Mitzvah is on... Everyone who's standing there to say, Cholotanal. The shoe, the shoe is off. It was taken off. Now the Gemara says, uh, brings of Yehuda, who breaks down the procedure, and he says, the mitzvah of Chalitza is, she reads, he reads, she takes off the shoe, she spits, and then she reads. Now what's the Chiddush? That's what the Mishnah says. Now he's teaching us that that's the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to do it in that order. But if the order was mixed up, it's still kosher. And we have a, bri- a, a, a raya from a b'risa that says, whether the chalitza or the spinning came first, what's done is done, it's a good chalitza. Next, Abayi tells us that when they're reading the psukim for a get chalitza, a contract that says that she got a chalitza, they shouldn't break up the loy and the ova yivami. Because then it sounds like the yavam did come to do yibam. But together, loy ova yivami. They also shouldn't break up the pasuk of loy and chafasti the chudei, because it sounds like the yavam does want to marry her. Says, Rava however, disagrees and says it's okay to break up the psukim. There's, not, there's nothing wrong with breaking, if making a pause between the loy and the next words. When Rav Ashi met Rav Kahana, he saw Rav Kahana was making sure, going to lengths to put together loy of a yivami together, not to have that break. He said, No, don't you hold like Rava? There's no problem of keeping them apart. He said, Yeah, but even Rava would agree that when it comes to loy of a yivami, they should be together because that loy can be misconstrued to think that it goes with the psukim beforehand. Therefore, you have to keep it together with the psukim that it is, in fact, referring to. Abaye says that when writing a get chalitza, he should write as follows. She read in front of him, 
from the Pasuk of Manyavmi until Ovoyevomi. Then he read from Ad Lakachto, or from Loy until Lakachto. Then she read from Kocho until Chol Tanal. Marzutra used to do Sirtut and write out the entire parsha when he's writing this get. Marbar Edi says, well, you're not allowed to write down little pieces of the Torah. Now, Lecha is taka, like Marzutra. Abai tells us, regarding the spitting part of the Chalitza, if she spits and then the wind blows the saliva away before it reaches him, it's not a spitting, it doesn't count. Why not? Because the Pasuk says, Viyarka, she spits, has to be befonov. Therefore, if he's very tall and she's very short, then if the wind blows it, at least it's still in front of him. But if she is very tall and he's short, then the saliva will just fly over his head and has to at least pass by his face. Rava tells us, if she eats a food, a garlic or something like that, to generate saliva, that doesn't count as spitting because the Pasuk says, Viyarka, she has to spit herself. It has to be generated from her own mouth not with the aid of other food. Rava says that the, the, the Dayonim need to see the spit leave her mouth, the mouth of the Yevama, because the Pasuk says, Le'ini has a kinim v'yorka. They have to see it. And finally, Rev Yehuda tells us in Abraisa that once he watched Rav Tarfan do a chalitza, and everyone there, not just the Dayonim, announced, Cholot Hanal, Cholot Hanal, Cholot Hanal, Hajan Aloch, Mitzvah's Chalitza, which began discussing the three Dayanim necessary for Mitzvah Chalitza, even three Hadyoites would be good enough. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.